Okay, so continuing from last week, we started about Hilchas Borer. So just a little bit of a recap, and then we'll move forward. So Borer, they said the concept of the Borer was two different items mixed together that have been separated to enhance one or both of them. That was the basic concept of Borer. So you have two different items, as we explained, what different meant. Different can mean a different species, which is probably the most common, a different function, Big, spo- big spoons, small spoons, big plates, large plates, different taste, cooked apple, based, baked apple, boiled chicken, roast chicken, different quality. Some of the ones are mushier, some are not so mushy, and different species. The obvious one, you just you have pastrami and corned beef, etc. Any of those things make it different. Size, we says, doesn't necessarily make a difference unless the size actually makes a difference to the function. Right, that's why the big plates and small plates are different because they are a different function to them. But a little bigger apples, a little small apples generally wouldn't make a difference because they're really both primarily the same thing. That was, we said as far as different. <coughs> and then we explained what it means mixed. We said three different types of mixtures. There's the attached mixture, classic example of fat and meat, which is together. And even though it's not, you don't call it mixed necessarily, the fact they're physically attached to each other makes it be defined as a mixture. We had the, the second concept was a piled mixture. You have a pile of different items, one on top of the other. So again, they might be very orderly, but the fact they're piled together and to be able to get one off, you have to take the other one out to get it, that's considered also to be a mixture. They're somewhat combined as a result. And the most common one we said was a random mixture. A salad is certainly a classic example that many different items together have a pile of toys, all different types of toys, and don't necessarily rhyme or reason to the way it's put together. They're just all thrown into a pile. That's probably the most common mixture that's relevant, and we'll discuss exactly each one of these things. And we really said that the main point of this idea is that we first have to define whether we have a border situation or not. Do we have a border issue? So if you have two different items, two different types of meat, two different types of chicken, two different types of kugel, two different levels of quality of fruit, two different colors, which often reflect on the taste of jelly beans, anything of that nature. Now we have two different items. They're mixed together, whether it's a random mixture, a piled mixture, or a attached mixture. Now I have a borer situation. Once I have a borer situation, I have to know how do I deal with a borer situation. So first I need to define is a borer. Is there a borer situation here? If it's not together, not mixed, there's no borer situation. If it's not two different items, there's no borer situation. Once you have two different items mixed together, that's going to, that's going to bring up a borer situation. Now we have to define how do we deal with a borer situation. That's what we're trying to get to now, is dealing with a borer situation. I think we're familiar with the three basic rules of a borer situation, which we'll go through now, each one of them independently. But the three concepts that are necessary when you have a borer situation in order to separate them is what we call miad. Miyad and Ochel from Solis. So Miyad is really for immediate use. Miyad is immediate. Biyad is with one's hand. And Ochel from Solis means bad, good from bad. Those are the three things. I want to just explain the background behind them. It's important to, re- to recognize what the background is in order to know how to apply it in different cases. So the background of these three concepts come from the following idea. The Gemara differentiates between what we call Derech Breira, a way of separating, and Derech Achila, a way of eating. That means every time you eat, we separate, or often we separate. It means you have a pile in front of you, you may have different things. And I decide I want to have right now this kugel, 
and I don't want to have the other kugel. So I'm separating as part of my eating. And I may have a plate in front of me, which is full of a lot of different things. I choose one thing over the other. I'm always separating, or often separating, while a person's eating. We call it derech achil, it's just a way of eating. When you eat, you obviously take what you want, and you eat it, and you consume it, and that's part of eating. That's called derech achil. Derech breira is the way a person separates. Now, generally, separation was done in the field, and the concept of this entire malacha is part of the process of making bread. It was generally done out in the field in a place which is taking the wheat, and there was often different non-desired parts to it, whether it's rocks or pebbles or dirt, etc. And they would pick out those parts from the, from the wheat in order to make it usable for grinding up. That was the idea of Derek Breira. Now, those, those obviously very far apart. Derek Breira out in the field, Derek Achila on your table, very far apart. So Chazal used these three definitions, these three concepts to define where do I fit into a category of Derech Achila? Where do I fit into Derech Breira? And Chazal said, if you have these three things, that's called Derech Achila. What's the three things? Ochel from Solis, good from bad. Whenever you're eating, you take what you want. You don't take what you don't want and throw it away. That's, that's where you're separating. When you want, eat, you always take what you want. That's number one. Number two is you do it for media use. When you eat, you separate and then eat it. And then you have the idea of biyad, you do with a, your hand. Hand is really come to contrast using a specialized tool for braid. As we'll see, it doesn't have to be your hand per se. It could be a fork or an extension of your hand, which is really the same idea. You're using something to do the separation. But the goal is you're not using a specialized tool for braid. Those are the three conditions which define it as derech achila. What you want, immediate use, and with your hand or extension of your hand. Once it's missing any one of the three, whether it's good from bad, and you're missing that one, and they have bad from good, whether you're missing the one which is using your hand and using a specialized tool, or whether you're using not for immediate use, and using it for sometime later on, missing either one of the three, or any one of the three, that's going to automatically fall into the rules of Derek Breira. When you eat, you do these three. If you don't miss one of them, it's not one, and therefore not be permissible. So if you're missing one, two, or three, any one of the three, that already makes a borrow, and that's going to be an issue. Which is what's fascinating here about borrow particularly, is that you can have almost the same act and do it very slightly different ways. In one way, it's totally permissible, and one way, it's a doraisa of borer. Like it's, it's a very fine line, particularly in borer, where they have the way of doing it, derech achil and derech brero, are not so far apart. One detail may be different, right? You can have good from bad and <clears throat> using your hand, but it wasn't for media use, that makes it a sudoraisa. Had you done for media use, that's going to make it mutalachatchila. So it is going to be a very a fine line between these three concepts. And we want to go through each one of the three and define exactly what they mean, how they apply in a practical way. So let's start with the first one which is miyad. I think that's probably the most important one to know what's called immediate use, what's not called immediate use. How do we define immediate, what's called non-immediate, how far apart, is it a time factor, is what exactly we're dealing with. So the idea is as follows, is that as long as the preparation that's being done is going straight from this act of borah, this act of separating, to an act of eating, with nothing else in between independent of eating, that's called miyad, to explain. Often, when a person gets ready for a meal, it takes time to get ready for a meal. So it may take 10 minutes, it may take a half hour, it may take an hour. 
all depends on how many people are coming and how many people and how many courses I'm serving and all the things which will go into preparation of a meal. So the amount of time it will take is all considered part of meal preparation. Every meal is different. Every situation is different. That's all part of meal preparation. So let's take an example, a, a simple number. It's a half hour of preparation before the meal. That's how much I need to prepare for this meal. So the halach is, therefore, from a half hour before the meal, up until including the entire meal, any time during that time, a person can do borer for that meal. Why? Because the half hour beforehand is the time necessary to get ready for that meal. Anytime during the meal, obviously you're doing things during the meal itself to get ready for other courses in the meal. That's all considered miyad. So I want to take a simple example, which is, I think comes up all the time. Peeling eggs. Peeling eggs is a very simple example of borer. There's no question that peeling egg is something you have a desirable part and a non-desirable part. You have the peel, which is non-desirable. You have the other part, which is desirable, the inside. And there's definitely a borer situation. It's an attached mixture. Right, they're physically with each, attached to each other. You take off the shell, and that's a classic borer situation. Now, we will get to the fact that eggs are actually a little bit unusual, because there you actually always take the bad from the good, because you take the shell off of the egg. We'll get to that in, in, in a moment. But before we get to that, let's get to the immediate use part. So I want to peel an egg. So you definitely require to do it for immediate use. Let's say a person wants to make an egg salad for the Shabbos day meal. So, if there's a half hour of preparation before the meal, anytime during that half hour of preparation, I can peel the egg and then make egg salad beforehand. If it's earlier than that stage, before that half hour stage, that would not be mixed in a A person couldn't peel the egg in that stage. So, for example, Shabbos morning, one wanted to make the egg salad and then go for a walk before the meal. That would not be permissible because there's clearly something which is going to be a break between the time of preparation for the meal and the meal itself. Going for a walk, person going to shul, whatever it's going, it means it has to be going straight from the preparation to the meal itself with no break in between, which is independent of the preparation for the meal. That's all defined as miyad. So whether it's before the meal, whether it's during the meal, let's say during the first course you serve eggs, you serve eggs for the second course, so during the first course you want to get the eggs ready, so you peel them then, for sure that's called immediate use, it's part of the preparation time for the meal. So from the half hour beforehand up until including any time you're going to serve them, all called immediate use. Obviously, if it was an hour preparation for this meal, so it can start from an hour beforehand, even though during the whole hour you're not peeling eggs and doing boiler things. During the hour you're doing other things, perhaps. But that's all considered part of the preparation for this meal, the hour time period. And during the entire hour time period, a person could do anything which is boiler necessary for this meal. Again, eggs are just a simple example. We'll see other examples as well. That's one classic example. If, yeah? So let's say I have a salad that lets say needs to marinate. So let's say there's a marinate for two hours. Can I start from those two hours, even though I might not, so let's say I start like two hours before the meal, and I do it, and then it just sits, but like that's part of, I'm not actively doing it. Right, it's just right, sitting. so it's, it's a good question. So it really depends. Things for the salad itself, for sure. You can, I mean, if the salad itself needs two hours, let's say, let's say you have to peel some of the vegetables. Peeling vegetables is a border issue, it's a classic border issue, and peel, let's say, cucumbers for the, for, for the salad. And the salad needs two hours? The answer is yes. That salad can be peeled two hours before, and that's part of what it needs for that. But it wouldn't necessarily give you license to do other things during that time. Right, because in other words, there's clearly one thing which needs that time, but the whole meal doesn't need that time. So for the one thing that's allowed, normally you would say that the meal needs X amount of time. 
So you know this X amount of time, so different things during the meal, I can do the borrower things and non borrower things. But here the meal clearly doesn't need two hours of time, because I can take an hour and a half break from the marination of the, of the, marinating of the salad, where I'm going to do nothing, and I don't, need, so I don't need that time. So therefore for the salad, so we look, then we break it down. The salad needs an hour, two hours, so that's fine to do the borrower for the salad, but then to do borrower for the eggs, which are not needed two hours for you, just don't, only need, let's say, a half hour preparation for everything else in the meal, then you could not do it till a half hour beforehand. So you, it, would, it, would, it, would, right, it would separate the two things then because there's one thing clearly distinct doesn't need preparation. And I know this meal doesn't need two hours. Right. right? The meal itself only needs, let's say, half hour preparation. Only that one food. So that one food will be, be independent of everything else. So that's the one case where it's different. Generally, we look at the meal together as one because everything is a conglomerate of a bunch of different things which need X amount of preparation. So I don't have to separate this first and that first. The whole meal needs our preparation. Here it's clearly not that way. Right. And then so can I... Count, does it still count as me if, let's say, I do that salad? And then I know it needs two hours, so it's marinating for two hours. Can I, like, go out to shul? Or, like, can I schedule other... Yeah, for sure. Because it, it needs two hours as part of what it needs to sit. It needs to sit for two hours. And that dish needs that preparation okay. time. Yeah, so that, that's fine for that, for that dish, but not for that, anything else. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, does the preparation time include only food preparation, or could it be other things, like setting the table? Or All those things. All included, yeah. Anything which is part of the, the, the meals, all considered, setting the table. Or like cleaning your house for like guests or something like that, could that be considered? So if it's part and parcel of, of the meal, in other words, that if it's things which are related to the, the meal itself, that I, I, I want to make sure that the table's clear and the space around is clear, right? If it was, I want to make sure the bedroom's clean in case they might come to visit my bedroom. I don't know if that would necessarily tie, tie to the meal, but if it was things part and parcel of the meal. So Related, related and tied to the meal itself, which would be even less like cleaning up a dining room, kitchen, etc. What, what? What about a bathroom? Okay, I think, I think in a case that's all considered part of the meal preparation, and uh, that's what probably used to come with the meal. Yeah, I think that would be that would be considered part of it. But not much you can do extensively to a bathroom anyway on Shabbos. Okay. Okay. Call it part of the meal per se if that's what's necessary to get ready for the guests. Now, this gets a little bit tricky because you can have some times where the <coughs> you schedule guests to come at, at 12 o'clock. So you want to get ready for the meal at 12 o'clock. So therefore, you know it takes, let's say, a half hour to get ready. So 11.30, you start preparation, and then 12 o'clock. The guests don't show up till 12.30. So does that mean now that I ended up retroactively violating border? The answer obviously is not. Is that my idea to be ready is 12 o'clock. And because I have the guests coming as far as I know at 12 o'clock, if they end up coming at 1 o'clock, that in no way violated border because I was perfectly within my rights to go start preparing at 11.30 because that's my time preparation. And therefore, even if I know they might come late, Unless I know this, they often come late. But since legitimately I, t- I told them a certain time and I want to be ready at that time because I want to be in case they do come on time this time and I, it's certainly a possibility, therefore I, I certainly have the right to go and prepare again the, from the time that I told them and that could be working backwards from there, not working backwards from the time they may end up showing up as long as I want to legitimately be ready for that time. So that's all considered to be the time and, and this gets obviously tricky when the person wants to do something Shabbos morning. It's even more tricky when you want to do a Friday night. There's almost obviously no possibility of doing a borer on Friday night for a Shabbos day meal because it's always going to have, obviously, much time in between. And if you want to prepare something Friday night, which will be a borer issue, 
for the Shabbos day meal, generally it's not going to be allowed, unless maybe every salad has to marinate, maybe 10 hours, right, or something like that. But generally, it would not be something which would be permissible to do on Friday night. And that gets tricky when you have silverware often mixed together, which we'll discuss after the meal Friday night, and want to set the table Friday night for Shabbos day. Silverware mixed together is a classic butter issue. Right? Separating from each other, you have forks and knives and spoons and big forks and small forks and, and big spoons and small spoons often very mixed together, and you can have plates also mixed together and different types of cut, and there's many different boro situations, and obviously when it's being done for the next day meal, which is Shabbos morning, that can really create a real boro uh, conundrum in order to be able to do it properly because I know I'm not using it for 12 hours, which is going to be obviously the next morning. So we'll get to the, how, to, how to deal with that, but that's generally going to be an issue. So biad, again, I'm sorry, miyad, the basic idea is that it's being done at the time of preparation, that there's going to be pretty much nothing being done from that preparation time till the actual consumption of that, of that food. Now, we're using the example of food over and over again. Obviously, borrow is not rel- relevant just to food. I take just some other simple examples. Clothing would be a simple example else where borrow could be relevant. It could be in a drawer. You can have different pairs of socks, which are, let's say, different colors or and they have different things which were obviously something different about them. If they're all the same, there's no border issue. But if they were somewhat different about them, there was a weekday for Shabbos, whatever the case may be, or anything similar to that, where they're different colors, anything which separate them one from the other, that obviously can be a classic border issue. They're mixed together. Again, there'll be a random mixture. They're different because they're different colors or sizes or, or whatever else it may be which separates them. And separating them has to be, again, for immediate use. This might present the challenge preparing clothes from Friday night for Shabbos day, whether it's for oneself or for one children. And if you want to get the clothes ready and prepared, separating them from a mixture, whether it's something which is a random mixture, like a drawer, you can have something that's a piled mixture, right, a pile of clothing, right, a pile of shirts, and you have Shabbos shirts and weekday shirts and all the different things which are mixed inside, and you have different colors, and you want to pick a certain one out from within the pile, and the goal of it is to get ready for Shabbos morning, so it should be less hectic Shabbos morning, whatever you want to get ready on Friday night, that's going to be a classic bore issue. It's not miyad, it's not for immediate use, it's going to be for the next morning, and that's going to be an issue. Even Shabbos morning, I guess unless it was for immediate use to get dressed now, that would be back to the same bore issue. It's not miyad. Miyad would be, in this case, clothing, as long as it takes time to get ready, meaning getting dressed, in this case, for clothing, and that would be the proper amount of time one can go and prepare that, which would be taking out from its mixture. If it's an extended period of time beforehand, where there's something being done in between, whether it's going to sleep or anything else, that's going to be back to a borrow issue. And another classic borrow thing, toys, games, certainly can be mixtures where there's a borrow situation. Take a classic example of a chess game. So you have red pieces and black pieces, which are mixed together. So again, to separate them is a classic borrow issue. We need the three conditions. We'll go through all three of them, but just as far as what we're talking about now, which is miyad, miyad for a game would be to use it, to play the game. So if you're going to play the chess game now, that's miyad, because now that's going to be for me to use to go and play this game. If you want to get it ready for later, which means, let's say, you want to put it away. So you have all the black and red pieces mixed together. You know, put it away, black on one side, red on the other side. That's a classic borrower situation. You're separating them, not for immediate use, separating them for the use which is going to be maybe a week from now or whatever, next time you're going to play it. Obviously, it's not for the use then. And that's, again, a very simple borrower situation where the game, which is not being played now, will be a classic borrower if it's not going to be used immediately. 
whatever the time it takes to set it up, which is usually just a very few minutes to set it up, that would be all considered a miyad. But beyond that, you would have a classic borough situation. So there's clothing, toys, games, food, obviously. Any one of these things could really fall into the classic borough situation just by the fact that it's you have a mixture. So again, two different items. Different has to be something different about them. You could have color, you could have size, you could have type, you could have species, you could have function. We mentioned all different types of different. Mixed together, again, random, attached or piled, mixture, and you want to separate them, so you have to have the three conditions, which so far, at least for Miyad, has to be for immediate use, then with nothing else in between, you want to separate them. That's condition number one, which is Miyad. Second, which is Biyad, to use your hands. So hands, again, really is coming to exclude a specialized bowery utensil. Anything which is considered a specialized bowery utensil cannot be used. That's always something you choose for what we call derech breira, as we mentioned before, as a way of separating. Way of eating, you use your hands. Now, hands, again, doesn't have to be your hands per se. Using a fork to take something out of a uh, plate or anything similar to that is the same thing as your hand because that's really an extension of your hand. You can do it just as easily with your hand, except they're not very polite, they're not very nice, they don't want to get your hands dirty, etc. That's what you're using a fork for, but there's no inherent need to use the fork. Right? If you had um, a few pieces of kugel and you wanted to pull one out from the pile, you can do that just as easily with your hand. Nothing, the hand is not making it any easier or harder to do it, it just makes it neater or easier in terms of your getting dirty, but not certainly in terms of the bower aspect. Once something is there to enhance the boro, which means it's a specialized boro utensil, that's where it's going to be an issue. So what are some simple examples of that? So the, probably the most classic examples would be something like a strainer and a sifter. Those are, should be obvious. That's, that's a classic boro. One of the more common places comes up is a slotted spoon or, or, a, or a spoon, whatever they call it, a slotted spoon or a spoon which has holes in it, which you use often to take, let's say, vegetables out of a soup. When you don't want the soup, you want just the vegetables. That's a classic strainer, which obviously cannot be used on Shabbos. And that's something which would be a classic border. You're separating the, what you want, perhaps, is, is, is the vegetables. Maybe it's for immediate use, but using a specialized border utensil, it's there to strain, it's a strainer. That's certainly going to be a border, a classic border utensil. So strainers and, and sifters and slotted spoons, these are all classic border utensils. Okay, so, so tongs together between these would not be, you, you technically, you can stick your, stick your hands in there, right? And maybe a little bit more cumbersome to get in there, but you can, you can do that. No, there's, there's nothing, it's not, it's not done better necessarily through the tongs. Maybe, again, neater, and, and sometimes maybe a drop easier, but not necessarily as far as the separation aspect. It doesn't separate it better. So it just, you can right, just move your finger in there or whatever, or hands in there and, and technically edit it out. So tongs would, would not be considered a specialized bowery utensil. So it, that would be a borer potential issue, but right, correct. Correct. We'll get to we'll see. Ice and water may actually be, no, be an exception, but yes, yeah, something like that yeah. would be technically to, even to use the tongs would be totally fine. Tongs are not considered a borer utensil. You could do that. Can't wait three. Well, again, so we'll, we'll get to why there might be exception. But if it wasn't ice and water, something else, maybe even that wouldn't be add. But the fact of using the fact of using tongs wouldn't make it any worse. It's not considered a bowery utensil. I mean, apple core, we know the classic example of something which is a specialized bowery utensil. It's, what? Right, so you got the psoas, but even if somehow you stuck it in the pull, pull the, right, well, it takes some good. Also, you could pull, like, pull the apple out from the, from the, right, from the core, but 
again, the, the fact the tool itself is made to be certainly a borrow utensil, it's made to separate, certainly going to be an issue. Another classic example, which may not so obvious that it's a specialized borrow utensil, is a tea bag. Now, tea bags have their own challenges as far as bishol, which we'll get to later on when we talk about cooking, but let's just avoid that issue of bishol if somehow it's being used in a way which is not going to be an issue of bishol. Maybe it was from before Shabbos, maybe it was other, other situations, but the actual lifting of a tea bag out of a, out of a cup is going to create classic borer. There's The bag basically serves as a strainer. There's water in there, and there's tea leaves in there, and you pick it up, and it strains all the water out. Right, That, basically, that, that, that bag serves as a classic strainer, and that's going to be certainly without realizing it necessarily, but a strainer which strains the water out from this, from these tea, bag, from these tea leaves. So that's another classic example. Something else which might not be also as obvious is taking the pot cover and forming your own strainer with that. Right? A person wants to say just to have some soup and keep the vegetables back. So what, what often would you do is take the pot cover, remove it a little bit off the cover, and then pour it while using the pot lid to hold back the vegetables. That's basically you just created your own strainer. And that's, again, the classic Buddhist situation. This is not a fancy strainer, which is in terms of how we think, think of strainers necessarily. That's certainly going to be using the pot cover to make your own sort of strainer, which is going to be an issue. One of the machlokasin, and, and a great amount of disputes been around this topic, is the use of peelers on Chavez. Now, peels, by definition, are a borer situation. Right? It's attached mixture. It's something which you don't want. You don't want the peel. You want the vegetable. You don't want the peel. And the question is, can one use a regular peeler on Shabbos? Now, what's the question? We have to define whether this is considered a specialized borer utensil or not. Is it considered special? If, if it is, that's going to be an issue. A person cannot use that on Shabbos. If somehow it's not, that would be considered permissible. Now, there's a major machlokus about this in the post game. I want to just define the two sides of the coin. On one hand... Let's say you use the knife, a knife to cut and peel off of a cucumber, let's say. Can one use a knife to cut off of a peel of a cucumber? The answer is definitely is yes. The question is why. Why is that permissible? It is doing borer. It is using the knife in a way which you probably couldn't do with your hands, maybe your fingernails, but probably wouldn't get a very clean cut, and probably wouldn't work very well to cut the peel off of a cucumber. So the reason why you can use a knife is because the knife is not a specialized borer utensil, even though it's something which is right now acting in some sort of that way. But a knife is used to cut things. It's used to cut regular normal things and, let's say, cut, cut up a cucumber into slices, which certainly is on a borer situation. And therefore, the halacha, we do not look at a knife as something which is a specialized borer utensil because it is regularly normally used as a regular tool, normal tool, not necessarily as a borer tool. And that's why a person can use a knife, even though they're using it now in an active borer, but it would have to be, again, miyad, it has to be for immediate use, as we'll see, and it has to be the, the other conditions. But as far as being considered a specialized borrow utensil, a knife is not. Now, is a peeler different than a knife? So the answer is, obviously, it looks different, and it seems somewhat different. So there, are, there is an opinion in the postcode that says, basically, a knife and a peeler is really the same thing. A peeler is really just two knives, structured in a certain way, which makes the cutting that much smoother and easier. That's one way of looking at a peeler, which is the, the opinions that say it's permissible to use a peeler on Shabbos. That's the way they're understanding what a peeler is. It's two knives set up a little bit fancy, which is, allows things to be cut in a simpler way. And the, those who take issue with the peeler on Shabbos say, yeah, it, it's not two knives. It's really a different type of utensil. It's a much more specialized utensil, which actually allows the perfect cutting of peel off of vegetable, which is 
generally a border issue. And that's why maybe an issue on Shabbos. And this, again, it's hard to say a definitive opinion on this. There are different opinions. Um, my personal, we don't, you know, person that does not use pillows on Shabbos uh, for this reason. I think that, you know, to me, logically, the idea of looking at it as a specialized utensil seems to be very compelling, that, that logic. And if we're, personally, we're not, if someone would ask, I would not recommend using a pillow on Shabbos. A uh, knife, again, is certainly permissible, again, as long as the other conditions are there. But a pillow is something which is definitely more of a specialized tool that um, we use. Again, there are posts can permit that, so we're not saying definitively that, it, definitively that it's us across the board, but again, if, if, um, if I, I certainly would, my opinion would be that it's something which is an issue on Shabbos and should not be used because it's something which does have the aspects of a specialized tool different than obviously a knife. Okay, so that's an excellent question, which is really... So... So the answer is that not in a bowler tent, so for, for sure it's okay as far as it's not bowler. The question is, is the muktzah? Right. right. So in other words, something which has no other use for it on Shabbos besides what something which normally is aser is generally a muktzah, except it's, if that's the only utensil you have that can do that function. Right? Meaning that in muktzah, one of the classic rules of muktzah, and this is the Gemara's example, is the person wants to use a hammer, chop, chop open their nuts. So normally use a nutcracker. If I don't have one, I can use a hammer to do so. Only if you have no nutcracker available. So the means the, the way muktzah works is that normally hammers are set aside. You don't use hammers on Shabbos. That's for banging your nails and that, which all us do on Shabbos. But in the back of your mind, you know that when you're out of nutcrackers, that might be a simple tool to use when you're out of nutcrackers. So it's it's a, sort of like a, a, in the back of your mind a, a backup when there's nothing else available. So that's why it's not. That's why it's allowed to be used to crack open for the nuts when you don't have a hammer. We don't have nutcracker available. So so too over here. Over here, it's actually probably nothing else which can accomplish shaving chocolate. Right? Nothing else probably would do it besides a peeler. So you don't really have another option of a tool. So therefore, in your mind, a peeler is used for two things. It's used for cutting vegetables, peeling vegetables, and for shaving chocolate whenever you want to shave chocolate. If so, when you want to shave chocolate, it's totally permissible to use it because it has that, we'll call it a secondary function, and there's nothing else really which can serve in its place of that function, and therefore it's totally permissible. Okay, so nothing can do it in the way you want to do it. Right, right, right. Right, right. You won't get squirrels out of it. Right, so the, the, what you want to accomplish, nothing else can really do. Right, it's, it's the, the way you want to do it. So that, that would be totally permissible as far as books on Shabbos because there's nothing else available to do it, and therefore that's going to be a criteria which can have a secondary use of, and nothing else available, you can use it on Shabbos. I think we also discussed last time about like plugs and like your Shabbos vest, and you don't have to worry because you never are using it for a Right. Right. If you, it, right. If you figure out something to right, to if do with which one people. Bo- I'm saying like to serve kugel. No, to serve kugel. No, if you don't care, they just will still be. That's correct. If you if you never if you if it's if it's only set aside for something which is going to be you just happen to have a slotted spoon which is always used as a non-slotted spoon, that's fine. Because but if you. Which has juice in it. Right. 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 Liquid salad. Right. Right. Because that's going to be that's going to be borer. But right. So that's something which is. <clears throat> potentially usable if it's been not, not being used for a border issue. I just want to, so that's the, the idea of viad, to use your hands again, as opposed to a specialized border utensil. Yeah? Um, I thought the reason some people permit using a peeler is because some good comes off with the bad. Right, so, so it's, it's tricky because when some good comes off with the bad, you need to, it has to be more than you normally would come off. Now, there's no, normally more than normal because. So it, right, it, would that much come? That much more come off? 
cucumber, maybe not a carrot. Right, not a carrot, but okay. a cucumber is like right. salt. You get more stuff. Right. That's a good point. It's, 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 a, it's a valid point. It means to peel a regular would be back to the same issue because it's, even if you get a drop of good with it, that's what you always get. So the idea of cutting into the good has to be something more than you normally would do. So if, if you had a way of doing it with a, a substantial amount more, that's clearly more than, you know, and the person will look at it and say, wow, that's, you've got a lot of vegetable on there, right? Much more than normally you do. And it clearly appears that way. Yes, that, that would be permissible because now you're not cutting into the solace from the ochel. You're going into the... Right, you're cutting into the, you're cutting into the ocho from the ocho. <laughs> right, right, so might, right, right. But if it's that much easier, I guess it might might be a, it's easier than a knife. But the knife right, cost benefit analysis. Yeah. Apple slices, where you get apple slices besides core being separate, is that more? I mean, it's more for cutting it into Right, but the problem is that it's also doing there. There is. The middle part gets removed, which that, that is, therefore becomes also a bury then so means if you can somehow stop that from happening. Well, that's why you can't. Well, if you cut it, maybe right. with a knife around it, I mean, you might as well cut the slice. Right, right. So, I mean, you, to use that thing, that slicer, which has the core as well, that's going to be an issue because you are going to cut the core out. Yeah. Can I use the peeler if I don't mind getting the peel? Yeah. Take a cucumber. So, so why? So like the, a cucumber, sometimes people like they'll use it in a salad, like with the peel, because right. I just want those thin slices. It's almost like using it for a chocolate shaver. Saying, so, so there's, there's no, you're totally fine with having the peel, and something yeah. people would normally have the peel with. I'm sorry. Something normally that people use the peel of um, it. So let's say for like a salad, sometimes you could like you'll wash the cucumber and then you want to just peel the whole thing, so you have those pretty peeled strings. Doing the strips Stray more strips. than right, yeah. right. So it's a good question. It would have to really fall into something which is normal to use the peel with it. Is it so, is it like no, the English cucumber. Right. Yeah, it's very normal. Yeah. If it's normal to use the peel with, and you, and, you, and you don't care at all about removing the peel, and it's not really what it's even doing per se, because you're only making strips more than you're actually taking right. the peel off. Right. So you just, so then there would not be an issue with that. Peel, I'm just right. Right, so you're getting my cucumber. Right, and you're getting, and you keep going. You, you right. get, you get yeah. you keep going. Yeah, so that that'll be fine. Again, as long as it's something which is normal, and this goes, to, we'll see this later on. Another rule in Borer: if it's something which is normal to have with, you know, have the peel in this case, so you, don't, you don't care. So unless you particularly cared about the peel, we're back to an issue. If you don't care about the peel, you're just doing what is normal. That's fine. Okay, yeah, that'd be okay. Is it normal for me or normal for like everyone? Well, I have kids who like carrot peels, so they'll. Has to be, right. has to be normal for Dara Holdem. Right, to, uh, no, so like no, that's not. right, right. So I think most people would not eat carrot peel, <laughs> then there would not be, but something else, which would be just as common to use one without the other, and, and you don't care but about it. Apple just, peel. Apple yeah, it's very normal. Yeah, right. so apple are fine. Yeah, apple peel apple. Yeah, unless, unless the person was dafka makbed. This means, why, is you, why are you peeling it for? That's the question. If your person is dafka makbed, then you're makbed. Right. What if I have another kid who will eat apple peels? So okay, that's, so that's fine. Yeah, correct. So then you're just separating for to have for right two different kids, right? So that's like cutting something in half, and you give them one. Right, that's fine. Uh, but usually, if you if you want to get the peel off, that means you, you care about it. And once you care about it, it's going to, it's going to be a back, back to be an issue. So if you didn't care about it, like the case with the cucumbers, you just happen to want to just right, make it into strips. That's fine. Right, so it really depends on, on the situation and how it, how do we define that. Okay, so we have at least two out of the three. We've, we've gone through miyad and biyad again. Miyad, again, for immediate use, pr- right before and prior to the use of it, 
all the time, preparation included. Biyad is with your hands, as opposed to a specialized bow or utensil. We mentioned different cases of that. And then the knife versus the peeler, etc. Which next week we'll discuss Ochel from Solas, which is the most, probably the most important one. And we'll see there are exceptions to that as well in, in many different cases. Right? Obviously, like we mentioned before, most peels, shells, are all going to be exceptions to this case. We'll have to see why. Because you, when you take off a shell, you always take off the bad from the good. You never take the good from the bad, obviously, in those cases. So we'll discuss that more next week. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you.